So 65% of American Christians claim to have experienced spiritual doubt at some point in the past. Now, most of them were silent on the issue while they were going through it. There's a good chance that you have actually experienced this, as well as I and my guests here today have also experienced this. If so, we want you to continue listening to this podcast as we discuss what kind of form spiritual doubt takes and what remedies we have for it. So thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode of GCC Talk, the weekly podcast from Grace Community Church in Crossville, Tennessee. I'm joined once again by our wonderful women's ministry director, Teresa Breeding. Hello. And my beautiful wife and our youth director, Jessica Evans. Hello. And I'm Jeff. So today we're going to be talking about spiritual doubt and what kind of forms that takes. Now, as always, I like to ask these ladies just a random question off the top of my head. I didn't warn them. (laughs) previously about this, it makes it a lot more fun. Mm -hmm. So my question today is, what is your favorite? I've had some fun with vehicles lately. What is your favorite (laughs) vehicle you've ever owned and why? Oh, I'll go first. All right, go ahead. The one that I have now is my favorite just because it's the newest one. It's a Chevy Equinox. Oh, we're going to start the brand debate. Okay. (laughs) Teresa, what do you got? I like it. I have a Yukon Denali. Yukon Denali. Okay. Which I really like. (laughs) I can fit all my friends in there. Yeah. (laughs) It's a party. Yeah. Nice. Okay. So I've never had anything that fancy. My favorite was probably a 81 Datsun 280ZX. That Um, thing? Yes. I love that little car. (laughs) Jessica did not like it. It was a little two-seater, five-speed. It was, it wasn't that quick, but it looked like it should be fast. (laughs) Did you feel cool in it? I felt really cool in it. That's what's important. That's what I thought. (laughs) I don't know why you felt cool in it. I love it. (laughs) And only played $700 for it that immediately had to replace the clutch. So that happens. (laughs) So that happens. (laughs) Okay. So to start us off talking about spiritual doubt, Teresa, do you want to tell us a little bit about what kind of forms this doubt will take? Uh, It can take a lot of forms for a Christian. Uh, You know, sometimes I think that Christians doubt whether there is a God and that doesn't necessarily mean you're not a Christian, but you can have that doubt. Sometimes you doubt if God hears you when you're praying, you doubt if he cares about your prayers. Um, It can take all, all different forms. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right that so often we think that Christian doubt is simply believing there is not a God, right? Whenever that's not everyone's doubt. I think some people do struggle with that. I know uh, coming from a non-faith background, I do have that struggle. But a lot of times we we struggle to believe, we struggle with doubt that God is actually listening when we pray, mm-hmm. that God is going to act, that when we're in a difficult situation, we we doubt whether God is actually has our best interest in mind or right. that God's looking out for. So I, I think it's absolutely right that doubt's not simply not believing there's a God, but mm-hmm. not believing that God's going to take care of us, that God's going to provide, that God's not going to be who he says he is. Right. Right. Coming off of that, I think... Like we said, there there are several different struggles. I know even at this table, we all have kind of different forms of doubt, mm-hmm. right? And I know myself personally, coming from a non-faith background, from more like a agnostic background and really tending more toward the logical side, I can I can get in situations where I'm like, oh, well, that was a coincidence mm-hmm. or, you know, that was just that feeling came from the moment mm-hmm. or, you know, I can start mm-hmm. trying to explain away the works of God. Mm-hmm. And, and then whenever, especially when I'm in a season of doubt, when I'm struggling with doubt, that if I'm doubting there is a God, then I can suddenly start trying to explain things away. But then you suddenly come up with like, well, that would have been nearly impossible to s- simply be coincidental. That's some of the things that encouraged me to accept faith anyway, is that how impossible everything seemed until you put God in the picture. Right. Right. And, and so I know for myself personally, 
struggling with doubt that, you know, that God is there, that God is listening, that God cares for me. That's, that's kind of one of my own uh, forms of doubt. And, and for myself personally, a lot of times when I'm in kind of a situation of doubt, I'll realize that I'm hardly reading my Bible, mm-hmm. that I'm hardly praying, that I'm hardly engaging in challenging Christian spiritual conversation. And then I'll, I'll reflect and see that that's, that's kind of an issue. And it's whenever I start correcting those things that I feel like my faith is built back up. Which I think people would find that surprising coming from you working at a church. Right. But it's very common for people who work at churches and work in ministry because Mm -hmm. we're so busy doing the ministry Mm -hmm. that we sometimes let the relationship with God slide. Right. Yeah. And you just think that, that it's a byproduct of yeah. doing the ministry. You feel yeah. like you've been with God all day because you were working for him all day, but really you weren't in mm-hmm. in close, you know, intimate yeah. relationship with him during the day. Right. Yeah. And I and I find that even though I teach I teach youth and I study scripture on a weekly basis, mm-hmm. that there's a difference in reading scripture for yourself and reading scripture for someone else. Yeah. Right. Right. When I'm reading thinking about what God's saying to these teenagers. That's not always me thinking about what God is saying to me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're talking about this topic because I think it's a struggle that all Christians ultimately have. And it's, it's sort of like a taboo discussion, right? Mm-hmm. In a Christian circle, you don't say that you doubt. No, we can't admit that. <laughs> right. You're basically heathen and kicked out at exactly. that moment. Right? <laughs> Yet, uh, Barnum just did research on this, and I thought it was really interesting, that they say that 65% of American Christians have said that they've had doubt in the past. 26% of them say they are still experiencing spiritual doubt. 40% say they've worked through it in the past, which I think is interesting that 65% say they've done it, um, yet 40% of them say they've made it through it. I, I would just, hmm. I would find it interesting to see how accurate that was, mm-hmm. yeah. that how many of them were still like struggling with spiritual doubt. So I thought it was interesting that Barna also says that the response to doubt, so what these people did when they experienced spiritual doubt, 45% of them said they stopped attending church or worship services. 29% said they stopped reading the Bible. 29% said they stopped praying. 25% says they stopped talking to friends and family about faith. Even more interesting is that 39% of them said they didn't do any of the above. So 39% of the people going through doubt continued going to church, reading the Bible, praying, and talking to friends about spiritual matters. I would say that those are the people that got through it, Mm -hmm. too. I would say so, because 40% of them said that they made it through it. Mm. And the response to doubt, or where was it? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. 40% of them said they made it through it. So I think that goes to show one of the remedies is simply to have faith and push on, you know, Mm -hmm. finish the race set before us. Um, and I'll finish my statistics right here. Barna also says that they asked the question, would you say that your time of spiritual doubt has made your faith? The answers were, I lost my faith, that it did not change my faith, that it made my faith weaker, or it made my faith stronger. 12% said they lost their faith. 7% said it made their faith weaker. 28% said it did not change it. But 53% said their doubt made their faith stronger. Mm, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, And I believe, Teresa, you were telling me before we started, you used to say things like that to parents of students. Yeah. When a parent would come to me and tell me that their child was questioning whether or not there was a God and they they had a lot of doubts about their faith, I would tell the parent, 
uh, that that was a good thing. And they would be surprised at that answer. But mm-hmm. it's it's true because so many times a young person goes through life believing and leaning on God because their parents have taught them to, mm-hmm. but not because they truly had a real relationship with God. So when they start questioning him and doubting him, then they're looking for those answers themselves. And when they find those answers, their faith will be stronger. Yeah. Absolutely. And it will be their own faith. Right. I like that. Yeah, they're not just leaning on the faith of their their parents or right. they're not, you know, they weren't born into Christianity. They, they found their own faith. Exactly. Yeah. And they need to do that. Everyone needs to do that. Yeah, they do. And I, I completely I completely agree. Most of the great apologists came from a non-believing black background. Most of the people that are, uh, you know, that were apologists. I mean, C.S. Lewis, one of the greatest apologet- apologists ever was a raving atheist. Ravi Zacharias was a raving atheist and until they found faith and then their faith was just so incredibly strong. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't think that doubt disqualifies faith. I think doubt strengthens faith, but we, we have to press on and work through it. Right. Right. And it's, it's one of those times where it's not like your faith is always the weakest when you're being challenged the most. Yeah. I mean, I think these people who have these doubts uh, and the times that I've had doubts in my life, it's because of something that's happened. It's not mm-hmm. because things are going smoothly. Right. It's because there's something challenging or hurtful that's happened in your life or or it may be because of sin. And you start, I, I think it's easy when you sin and you feel separated from God to go, well, is there really a God? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, <laughs> right. if there's no God, then this sin isn't so bad. Uh, right. Exactly. And, uh, but I think that, you know. There's always something that triggers that doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. Yeah, any kind of dark moment, like dark situation can automatically make you think. And, and for me, my my biggest seasons of doubt is when I when life doesn't go how I think it should go. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. And it's not, for me, it's not that I'm necessarily covering up a sin, but I do definitely understand that. But for me, it's when life doesn't go how I expected it to go. And then I'm like, God, what are you even doing? This is not my plan. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know? and, yeah. And then you kind of get in that situation. Well, God, if you're God of all things, if you're, if you're going to work all things together for good enough, preach that verse so many times. And in these seasons, I just like to forget about it, mm-hmm. that he's going to work all things together. Not all things will be good, but he's going to work them for good. Um, and when I look back and reflect, he truly has, but that's when my seasons of doubt come on. Yeah. That's think, when the devil starts talking to you, though, mm. is like, uh-huh. I mean, and influencing what you think, because it's so easy to forget the moments that he did make all things good mm-hmm. and you got to see it. But in the moment you did not it's just like anybody in in the Bible, they were all walking through these seasons of darkness and really bad situations, a lot of them. And they didn't have the luxury of what we have now to see the end result of the story right, right. then yeah. you know so i mean it's not just us that go through seasons of hardship and pain and stuff like that but we get to see it from the yeah. end result of it so. right. right which makes it harder for a new christian because when a new christian doesn't have those experiences to look back on right they don't and how god was faithful mm-hmm. you know i think now when i start to question god and say and doubt his decisions in my life, I can look back at all the other times in my life and go, okay, well, he worked all that out for my good. And I never thought that would turn out good. So it, it, in a lot of ways did make my Mm -hmm. faith stronger, but a new Christian doesn't have that to build on. So Mm -hmm. it's really hard. Right. That's important for people who, that the Christians that are struggling with doubt to be honest about it right. because that could help someone who isn't so far along in their walk to understand that, you know, sometimes these people struggle too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but it's okay. And, and actually, uh, one of my favorite theologians, Charles Spurgeon, said, I think when a man says, I never doubt, it is quite time for us to doubt him. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, Charles Spurgeon, which is one of the greats, um, even says, you know, when someone says they don't doubt, we should doubt him. Yeah. So I, I think we, we all have doubts and it may not be that we doubt that God is real, but maybe we doubt that, you know, God is going to do what he says, or God is going to provide, or that God is going to work this thing that we're struggling with right now out for good. And, mm-hmm. and I think we all kind of have that. And I think that we have to, we have to get rid of that as kind of like a taboo thing in Christianity mm-hmm. because throughout the Bible, we see doubt. I mean, I told you, I was talking to you guys just before we started the podcast about how I think that Peter's doubt made him even stronger, right? Because when he denied Jesus, that was him doubting the resurrection, mm-hmm. right? He doubted mm-hmm. Jesus. He denied him three times, yet he became even stronger that he actually became the rock the church was going to be built on. Mm-hmm. And so I think Peter's doubt made him stronger. Right. Yeah. And I think it'll do the same to our faith. So, yeah. okay. So we will we'll spin the podcast now to what would we say or what has helped us in the past to overcome doubt or simply to work through it? I think probably the biggest time of doubt in my life was when my first husband passed away. And I doubted if God heard my prayers. I doubted if he cared. (laughs) But my church family surrounded me and pulled me back in. And so I think it's those connections in that community. Mm -hmm. And, you know, thank God I had that. Right. But I think that we need to... You know, on the other side of this, when we see someone doubting and we see someone moving away from God because of a situation in their life, that's when we need to draw close to them mm-hmm. and pull them back in and not just be like, oh, they they're backsliding and, they're you know, right. yeah. and and yeah. just let them go as if that's what they've chosen and they can make their own choices. No, they're not thinking rationally. Mm-hmm. And we need to step in as their church family. And draw them back in. You never know how much your community with someone can really help them. Yeah. Because like just in my season of doubt, like I've had, I don't know, I've just, I haven't always, I've never doubted if God was real or if he was there. Um, But I do doubt sometimes on occasion (laughs) that, um, that God's good and what he says is going to come to fruition for me. And, you know, I mean, it's easy to do that, especially whenever you're struggling with something that's not going away as fast as you want it to go away, or you don't understand how a feeling can be a good thing for anybody. Um, but there's been times where I felt like that. And then what I've needed the most has been, being around my people. That's what I tell Jeff all the time. I'm like, I got to be with my people. And, um, my people are like my church family and the people that love me and the people that won't judge me for telling them that, you know, sometimes I doubt what's going on (laughs) and what God's got planned for me right now, you know? Um, but just having those people around me and, and I don't think that they realize how much it's important for me Mm -hmm. to be around me as much, you know, or to to have those moments of friendship and, fellowship together so because sometimes you pray and you feel like nothing's happening and i i read something the other day that said that whenever you pray that god his answer may be yes it may be no it may be not right now Mm -hmm. but it's never i don't hear you or i'm not listening right that's never the case yeah yeah and similar to you guys my biggest seasons of doubt uh shortly after i became a christian started working here at the church um I had, up until I was 21 years old, I had never lost someone that I actually knew. 
And within about three or four years, maybe maybe like five now, including yeah. dad, I lost both grandparents and my mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. during those times, it was right when I was transitioning into the season of Christianity, right? Like right when I'm mm-hmm. hardcore following Jesus. And, and it's, yeah, it's in those times that you're like, whoa, what just happened? Like mm-hmm. I, my faith is stronger than it has ever been. And like all this is happening. Like, I don't even know if this is the life I signed up for. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. does. It makes you question things. Yeah. And, and, then, and then I always say though, when you look back at it, obviously none of those were enjoyable things, mm-hmm. but they were inevitable things in my case. Mm-hmm. Right. So they were going to happen. But I, then I look back and, and the way that everything fell after that, because when uh, mom was sick, we mm-hmm. got pregnant with London and mm-hmm. mom got to know that we were pregnant. She got to have an ultrasound picture. Yeah. And, and then to get through that, we had all the, the doctor visits and we had the birth. We had a baby shower where we had 73 of our people from no, our church family. Like 83. Okay. We had, we had 83 <laughs> people from church show up there. Like we were just surrounded with people mm-hmm. that loved us. Yeah. And and I noticed it wasn't like I was being punished for becoming a Christian. God was giving me a new family yeah. to get me through that time. Yes. And yes. Yeah, maybe you and it just, <laughs> <laughs> oh, pass the tissues. Yeah. <laughs> but and, and looking back and it, but in that moment, I don't see that. Right. Right. In, in that. And I always I consider these times like a storm. Right. You can't see God through the storm mm-hmm. in front of you. Right. But when you make it to the other side, you could see the hand of God over your life through it. Absolutely. He's and, like, I'm going to give you a testimony. Yeah. This. Like, yeah. I'm, yes. you just watch yeah. and see what your testimony is going to be. Yeah, absolutely. So. And and that's what I've ended up with is a, a testimony of mm-hmm. God's goodness. And I can always look back at those times, what I thought were my darkest times mm-hmm. and see the hand of God in my life. And mm-hmm. so anytime I have a doubt now, I'm like, well, God got me through that. He can yes. get me through this. Yes. Right. It's it's not over. Like it can't defeat me because God's got his hand on me. Yes. Yeah. And, and so for me, reflection is is one of the things that gets me through doubt is like when I'm struggling now, I reflect on what God has done what God continues to do, what I see him doing in the lives of others. Mm -hmm. And I know that he has his hand on me and whatever's going on, though I can't see him through the mist and through the storm, that he's still there and he's still present. And so one of my my favorite scriptures, especially in a season of doubt is Isaiah 43, two, it says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze for I am the Lord, your God, the Holy one of Israel, your savior. And I think Amen. what's powerful in that, it, th- there's parts of it we don't like, right? Because when you pass through the waters, I would rather to, you know, prance around the water, right? <laughs> right. I don't want to go through it, but it he says. It's not a win. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. But when you pass through the waters, but then he says, I will be with you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's powerful because I think when we're in the midst uh, of that water, in the midst of that storm, when we're being mm-hmm. burned, we don't see God, but he's still there with us. Yes. Well, like thinking of that, like I think of Moses, like in mm-hmm. the middle of was it the Red Sea, right? Is that what he's mm-hmm. part of? Yeah. Like he was in the middle of the Red Sea and he was like he didn't see the end of it. <laughs> like right. that must be terrifying. Oh, absolutely. That you're in the middle of this. You're in the middle of danger and mm-hmm. you know, threat of death behind you or capture and then you have no idea what what ahead holds for you. Right. But he just but you know yeah, you just to, went through it on. anyway and yeah. and just kept going and it was awesome on the other side right so. mm-hmm. yeah well i think that too from the statistics that you said it's the people who push on and push through yeah. and it's like there's a story in the bible about a man whose son was um he was possessed by a demon and he went to jesus and asked jesus to cast out the demon mm-hmm. and um jesus said something about you know if you believe and he said i believe help me with my unbelief 
Oh, yeah. And so I think, too, that when we pray, we when we have these doubts, mm-hmm. we can pray and admit to God, you know, God, I need you to do this for me. I'm not really sure you're going to. Yeah. <laughs> you know, help me with my unbelief. Help me to trust yeah. your answer. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's that's hard to do sometimes. But, it is. Um, but it is. But the people that make it through it. Yes. Or, I mean, like all of us here say that, you know, we've had those seasons of doubts and it was, it was simply pressing on. It mm-hmm. was, you know, st- for still attending church, still reading scripture, still surrounding ourselves with the people that want to love on us. Cause mm-hmm. I think that community is incredibly important, mm-hmm. especially in dark seasons. I mean, it's not good for us to retreat off by ourselves, right? Adam and Eve tried that in the garden of Eden, right? It didn't work. God no. found them, right? <laughs> And that's the same thing. We can't run off by ourselves. We've got to surround us with people that love us. We've got yes. to surround ourselves with God still through prayer, meditation, through scripture reading, that we've got to still be in community because we're not meant to be isolated. We can't handle all the struggles and the problems of life by ourselves, no, but we were never we meant to. we need each other. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So our, our remedies, so what we're saying here is community, mm-hmm. just pressing on, right? Run the race set before us. Uh, yeah. I think it was pretty much it. It was pretty much two steps. Yeah. I mean, they're not easy steps, but there's they're just two of them. Steps. Right? That's all you have to do. That's all you have don't to do. Don't give up. Yeah. Just don't give up. Fight through. Yeah. Right? There you go. But yeah, I think that's going to do it for today's podcast. Uh, we hope that if you are struggling with doubt, if this sounds like something you're going through that you're facing, or you know someone that is, you don't have to handle it alone. You don't have to go through it alone. This isn't one of those Christian things, never in scripture, at least that I'm familiar with, does it say doubt is a sin. I think doubt is rather commonplace, as we've seen statistically, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we are meant to handle it in community. So don't be afraid to admit it to your brother or sister. Don't be afraid to admit it to someone at church. Mm -hmm. We all struggle. We all fight through this, but we can fight through it together. Yes. And that's God's intention. So we love you guys. We thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next Monday. Bye. Bye.